Hey friends, have you experienced a loss this year? Maybe you've lost a loved one due to sickness. Maybe you've lost your health in some way. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost a relationship. Maybe your dreams feel lost. Maybe you're even feeling the loss of things you've had to lay down for a season. Whatever that looks like for you, I think that most of us have experienced some kind of loss this past year. And loss is hard and can even make you feel lost. As COVID has swept through the world and changed our lives as we know it, there's been some significant changes that we've all had to face, and often it's resulted in loss. Where there is loss, there's also grieving. It's important. It's necessary. It's part of the process of healing and just taking one more step forward. But how our hearts choose to align with our reality is so important and will impact our future, whether we realize it or not. We can grow roots of bitterness or... We can, through the tears, somehow bless the pain and trust a bigger picture at the end of the day. We can grow bitter or better. And I don't know about you, but I'm here for the better, no matter how messy that process looks. So in today's episode, I'll share a bit of my own losses this past year and how I've been walking through this with my kids. I pray that it soothes the aching in your heart and gives you some fresh perspective to just keep going. And before we get started, two quick things I want to remind you of. First, I want to remind you to go back and check out episode 12. In this episode, I share some tips that have helped me get through and really just stay the course during some heavy weeks because let's get real, distractions, interruptions, heartbreak, tragedy, loss, like these things are all part of life. They come in waves, whether we're ready or not. And so this episode is all about making progress towards your goals in the midst of grief and family challenges and really just how you can keep pressing on in the midst. And like I said, just making progress towards your goals. Also, I wanted to remind you of a free gift that I created just for you. I put this together, it's a beautiful checklist. It's gonna walk you through my top 10 tips to help you find more fulfillment while balancing motherhood and business like a boss. So if you're already on my Nourishing Fam VIP list, you should have already received your free gift in an email. So if you haven't seen it, go back and check Make sure to add me to your contacts because your email likes to be all spammy on me and it just gets crazy. But this is the best way to stay in the loop and to access this free gift. And if you're not on the list, and just pause right now. Head over to nourishingmichelle.com and just subscribe to the Nourishing Fam email list. And this way you can receive your free copy today. I really think you're going to enjoy this resource. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey, sweet friend. 
I don't know what it is right now, but in my world, I have never seen so many people I personally know walking through grief and loss in their life. It feels like every time I look around, someone is losing a loved one or experiencing something really difficult in their life. It's crazy and it grieves my heart, but I also connect. So I sit here today as a friend that wishes I could be with you face to face, just having coffee, letting you know that I understand the heaviness and the struggle. And I just want to share some light and some perspective and to love on you a little bit with today's conversation. Over the past four months, our family has experienced some loss in our life. Some things my husband has carried harder, some things I've carried harder, and now that my kids are involved, it takes it to a whole new level. Not only do I have my own emotions to deal with, but I carry each one of their hearts too. I know how important it is to help my kids navigate their emotions, but when loss happens and their little hearts feel broken, I'm super attentive to how they perceive and receive their sadness. It's not about trying to sugarcoat reality, but rather influence them into what their hearts decide. Because regardless of the reality of the situation, their hearts will decide what they choose to believe and how they connect with the, quote, hard in their life. I want my kids to thrive healthy and free without any subtle wounds from childhood holding them back. Because let's be honest, most of our big people issues root back to childhood in some way. As a mom, you know, you always want to guard your kids from the pain and loss. It's in our nature to protect, but sometimes you just can't. And guess what? It is okay. These are pivotal times as we raise our babies in this crazy world. And I encourage you to stand face to face with the struggles you're facing and walk forward with courage. Sometimes you can step out in front and shield your kids, but sometimes you just need to walk alongside them, holding your children's hand tightly and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus every step of the way. Sometimes the only way through it is, well, through it. As a mother, you've just got to do your part. So today I'm speaking to you from my mama heart, a mother who desires the years 2020 and 2021 to be a marking season for good and not for evil in your life, that you can look back and declare that you were blessed even in the midst, that it'll be a time that ultimately propels you forward rather than pulls you back. I want that for myself. I want that for my kids and I want that for you. So a little of my story, my journey, about four months ago, my husband lost his father due to sickness. My kids, their beloved grandpa. Talk about a big loss. Then after four months of waiting, anticipation, and paperwork galore, the house we had under contract to purchase fell through at closing. This was the place where we were going to plant our roots and my kids were going to always look back and call home. It wasn't even about the house or the beautiful property. It was what it represented to our family, to just literally say the least right now. And side note, there's going to be a really cool testimony about the situation. One day, looking back, I don't have that perspective or clarity just yet, but I can't wait to share it sometime. But this felt like a big loss to our family. Felt like a loss to my heart, to my dreams. Hope deferred again. And right now, we're days away from rehoming our perfect little pup, the dog that has become part of our family over the past four months. Another loss, especially for the kids. These are some specific events, but for me, this entire year has been a year of laying it all down and full surrender and faithful obedience to this season and to what the Lord is leading me in. The screensaver on my phone that I chose in January for, the, for 2021, it says, this is my year. 
except the my is scratched out and replaced with the word his. And underneath it, it says hashtag surrender. This was the word that God gave me for the year as I gave him my year. I'm not backing down, but boy, am I learning that God wants me, (laughs) all of me. He wants my heart and the things that hold me back and keep me so busy and distracted and focused on me. These things must bow down if I truly want more of him. So I'm all in on this dying to self process. And although it sometimes feels and it even may sound extreme, this is really all of our calls as believers. In Luke 9, it says, Jesus said, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. In other words, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me tell you, this is quite different than the the gospel. I kind of was spoken growing up where, you know, as a Christian, life is blessed. Just add Jesus in. And it's almost like the icing, icing on the cake to a blessed, abundant life in Christ. Yes, we are blessed. Yes, he provides and he's good and all of these things. But the call of the gospel is a little deeper than that. And let me tell you, the cross, it feels heavy. The call feels heavy. And the process of laying down the things I desire for a season has felt like a lot of loss to me. It took me six months, but I'm learning. And thankfully, I'm finally experiencing the joy of surrender. That's really the joy of knowing him because he is my greatest reward on the other side. So wherever you're at, if this resonates with you at all, I just want to encourage you to keep surrendering, keep just kneeling at his feet, laying it all down before him. God wants your heart. He wants all of you. And as you lay it down, you're going to see more of him. You're going to experience more of him. And it is worth it. So right now, My husband especially is learning to live without his greatest hero, his father in his life. Although the grief is still so real, as you might know, it comes in waves. I'm settling my heart with the house situation, understanding that there is a bigger picture, that his ways are higher than mine, even when it doesn't make sense and has just felt plain heartbreaking and honestly, almost like a cruel joke at times. You know, some people say with the house, like, oh, God has better for you. And I'm like, I'm not worried about that. Like, I don't care that God has better. I just know that he knows better. And for that, I can be at peace with. But right now, because the house fell through, we've had to make the very hard decision of letting go of our sweet pup, our sweet dog that we've fallen in love with. I've been wrestling with how to make it work and trying to fight to keep him for the sake of the kids. But the harsh reality is, is we can't. When our house fell through and we were without the nearly 10 acres of fully fenced and gorgeous property for him to roam, play, and keep watch, circumstances changed in many ways. You see, the day after my father-in-law died, my husband drove over in the morning to break the news to the kids. He came over in the morning, we met outside, and he let the kids know that their grandpa had passed, and we cried together, and he was like, but wait, I I have something for you. So he runs off uh, to his truck, and he comes back, and Trotting behind him is the cutest little black uh, German Shepherd lab mix puppy. 
and my kids just fell in love. He was the perfect dog for our family. We were finally ready for it. I told my kids always, I'm like, maybe we'll get a dog when there's no more babies in the house. So my youngest is three, so the timing was just right. We're getting ready to move to our new home, and it just, we were wanting to get a dog when we moved there anyways. It was just the right timing. It was the perfect dog, and it just made all the sense in the world. And he was so comforting at that time. My husband actually named him Champ after his father. He just, in his mind, he's just like, my dad is always going to be my champion. And that was just the name that he picked. And my husband really connected with the dog too, which is funny because I can't say that we're like really like dog people. But anyways, Champ, he comforted our hearts. He felt like a, a rainbow for brighter days ahead, a joyful, loving companion as my kids grow up. But now, tomorrow, our Champ will go to a new most loving forever home, but oh, how it will hurt the kids' little hearts. The disappointment runs deep. Sorry, my eyes are so teary right now. It's hard for me to even speak. Um, I warned the new owner. I told her, please don't feel bad at all when you come and get him. Like, we are on board. This is a great thing. I'm so thankful that the situation is just beautiful. But there's, I just let her know, I'm like, there's going to be a lot of tears, mine included. So, And you know what? It surprised me how hard it hit. You see, it's not these situations, it's not about the dog or the house. It's about what it represented to our family, what it meant. The dreams and desires gone for now. So this is my raw reality. And I hope that sharing a piece of my story encourages you that simply you are not alone in your loss, in your grief. But the question we've got to ask is how do we respond? I've been having many conversations with my with my kids in the process. Because I invited them into the process from the beginning. You know, I just believe that as a family, we walk through things together. We've prayed about it together. We've prayed about it individually. What, what do we do? What's the right decision? We've cried together without even a word spoken. But today, on the 20-minute car ride to the park, I'll just share with you a few simple truths that I shared with them. One of the things I told them is I just explained kids, you know, sometimes in life, we just don't have the answers. We just don't know why. I don't know why that is, but it's just the truth. We go through life, we go through hard things, and we don't always understand the things that we experience, the things that happen. We don't understand why. You know, I just have to choose at the end of the day that God is a good father. And, you know, as a good mother, for example, my kids, I'll give them vegetables because it's good for them. And I know that it's good for them. They may not like it. They may have to like choke it down, but it's good for them. And it's going to make them stronger and healthier and better because of it. And I do it because I love them. It's what's in their best interest, even if it doesn't feel good to them at the moment. And sometimes in life, I don't know. I think we just have to eat our broccoli too. It may be hard to swallow, but at the end of the day, we have to choose to trust God that he has our best interest in mind, that he knows best, even when it doesn't feel good or even taste good to us. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. The second thing I mentioned to the kids is just talking about grief. I just, you know, grief is real. So you've got to let yourself go through it. I tried to express to the kids what grief can feel like and just let them know up front that it's okay, that they can expect to, to go through it, that there's not a right or wrong way to grieve. I'm like, you may feel sad. You're probably going to need to cry. You need to cry. It's good to cry. You may feel angry. 
You may feel frustrated. You may feel just a deep disappointment. You're going to feel hurt. Like I went through some of the emotions and this is what you might experience. This is what you might go through. It's grief. It's a process. There's not a right or wrong way. It's okay to feel that way. Just know that mom and dad, like we're here for you. We're going to walk through this with you, but let yourself feel how you need to feel. You don't need to stuff your emotions away. There's times when you don't have the words or explanation. You just got to tell your kids, I'm sorry you're hurting. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry you have to go through this. I feel like I said that a lot to my kids through this process. And now that I'm finally sitting down to record this podcast, our champ is happily enjoying his new home. So we're on the other side of that. And, you know, this time of saying goodbye, it was tough. All of my kids, but especially my son, he, he took it the hardest. But one thing that I was reminded of is how comforting and healing it is to actually not just allow your kids to grieve, but to grieve with your kids. See, we rehomed our pup at the exact same time that my husband was walking through a deep wave of grief, grieving the loss of his father. I don't know what it was, but it was like the three-month mark came and it was like, ooh, it's just been intense, just missing him so much. And in that moment of, of letting Champ go, you know, it was, gosh, so I'm getting emotional. It was almost like a piece, uh, one more piece of his dad is gone because the dog came into the scene, came into our family at the time that he lost his dad. There was just this comfort. He was, there was a connection there, you know, even with his name. And so anyways, it just, it was hard. It was hard for my husband even. And so Champ left with his new owners. We came into the house and, you know, my husband and my son, they just sat in the kitchen, actually on the counter, and they just had a good cry together. You know, and, and my husband was really able to just connect with my son and the loss he was feeling because my husband's going through his own loss. And it was just beautiful. It was so necessary. I was so thankful for it because I could see how it literally just soothed my son's heart and just calmed his aching. And it just made him feel uh, validated and not alone in that. Because, you know, men, they they have a hard time sometimes being emotional, letting themselves grieve. And my son, especially. So anyways, guys, I'm just letting you guys in on all the, the raw nitty, nitty gritty here. <laughs> I'm holding nothing back. But anyways, this is what we were going through. But it was just a reminder to grieve with your kids, not just give them permission to grieve and even help them through the process. That being said, sometimes as parents, we also have to give love and discipline. In other words, sometimes a little tough love is necessary. That's where we let the Holy Spirit be our guide. For example, one night I told my son when he was just, his thoughts were just in the gutter. He was just negative. He was just, I said, listen, I said, you are going to have many losses in your life. One day a girl's going to break your heart. You're going to lose a job. You're going to lose a relationship. You're going to go through hard things. You're going to go through more loss. You're going to go through grief. But you get to choose now how you will respond and how you choose to respond now. It's going to greatly determine how you're going to respond in the future. So take this as an opportunity to grow. And like I said in the beginning, like just get better. You can get bitter or you can get better. And you've got to make that decision no matter how you feel. If you let the pain, it'll bring forth character and resilience in your own life. And at the end of the day, I want my son to be a strong young man who is unwavered by the world and the circumstances, who stands on the rock and is strong in faith. And he can handle all the harsh realities of life because this world is not easy. So again, just navigate with your kids wherever they're going through and just follow the Holy Spirit. He will lead you in every situation. So on that car ride, back to the car ride, the third thing that I just mentioned to them was just the truth that, you know what? 
God. He, he gives and he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I talked to them a little bit about the story of Job. I'm sure you're familiar with the story in the Bible and I won't get into it. I was actually reading over it some this morning and wow, it is like so beautiful and rich and intense. And I just encourage you, if you are at a point right now where you are just feeling so much overwhelming grief, like you just almost feel like deep down, you're like, I don't even want to like, I don't even know if I want to live through this right now. I don't, I don't even want to go through this. Like it's like the deepest, darkest thoughts. If you are just at the pit, go read the story of Job in the Bible and let it just be an encouragement to you. Because you'll see a man who did no wrong. He was righteous and blameless and he lost everything. He went through the hardest, the hardest things. And one day he lost his livestock, his servants, all the 10 children. I mean, just, just the most horrific thing. He even lost his health. I mean, everything. And then, and then at the end of the day, to make matters worse, everybody turned their back on him. His friends turned their backs on him. His, everybody was just like, just curse God and die. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, surely you've done something wrong. I mean, he just had every attack, every pain, every bit of heartbreak, every bit of loss that you could possibly imagine. It's a crazy story. And he finally gets to a low point where he wants to confront God and complain. And God's response, he, he pretty much just puts him in his place and lets him know, like, hey, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who kept the sea inside its boundaries? Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? He just went on this long thing and just letting him know like, hey, look, buddy, like I'm God and you're not. This is who I am. And at the end of the day, like you've just got to know your place and you've just got to trust me. And Job did. He realized who God was and who he is not. And he was redeemed and blessed abundantly. But even through the deepest, darkest loss, grief, turmoil, everything, his response remained the same in the end. The same response he had in the very beginning. And this is what he says. He says, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise be the name of the Lord. It says, in all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. He didn't do anything wrong, you see, yet he lost it all. He didn't have the answers, yet he chose to praise God. He made his choice to trust. At the end of the day, we have to simply know our place that God is God and we are not. And I just told the kids, I said, kids, I don't have all the answers. I don't understand. I know it hurts, but you know what? Like, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away. And that's where we stand. That's where our faith stands. That's our final answer at the end of the day. That's my final answer. And I encourage that to let it be yours too. These are the moments to point your kids to the Lord, to teach them how to pray. You can talk to them all you want, but ultimately it's only God who can heal and comfort the hurt places in their heart. So just always point your kids to them. They're never too young to know God, to experience him. The ultimate perspective shift for me was to declare that we're blessed. We are blessed. In the midst of all this, I was reading the Bible to my little girls one night, and we went over the passage where Jesus is speaking to a crowd on the Sermon on the Mount. And in his own words, his own perspective in truth, it goes like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn 
for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. According to all this, when you're going through grief and loss, you can confidently declare that you're blessed. It says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Speak the words of life over your mind, over your heart, over your situation. Right after the Sermon of the Mount, as I was continuing to read to the little girls, it was a story of Jesus calming the storm. And this story says, then Jesus, he got in the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake. So when the waves swept, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So here's the deal. God's in the boat. The boat is legit sinking. Like these disciples, they're fearing for their lives. Like it's, it's bad, like really, really bad. But he's sleeping. He wasn't worried. He wasn't surprised, anxious, or fearful. He was sleeping. He was at peace. And when the disciples woke him up, I mean, if Jesus could ever get annoyed, he was probably annoyed. He's like, what the heck, guys? Like, what's the deal? But his perspective, Jesus's perspective and his experience, it didn't line up with their reality. So if you're a believer, just be at peace, knowing that Jesus is on the boat with you. He's in you. He's with you. He understands. He's not surprised by what you're going through. He's still on the throne and you are not alone. He's going to have the final say. One last thing that I've learned this year is that when you experience a loss, sometimes it can leave you feeling lost. You may even find yourself asking some hard questions that challenge you at the core, challenge your identity. Just take it as an opportunity to cling more tightly to your faith. Don't jump ship. Just hold on and trust. Isn't that what faith is anyways? Hebrews 11.1 defines it and it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It's not about what we don't see. It's about what God does see that matters. Ask him to open up your eyes and reveal himself to you in the dark places. We don't need a thought-provoking explanation. Sometimes we don't need to understand everything in our head and, and it all makes sense to our knowledge, our human knowledge. Sometimes we just need a special revelation of who God is, of his love for us, and of his sovereignty in our life. And out of that place, we can submit to him and whatever process that we're on. The same Jesus that commanded the storm to stop and who walked on the water is seated on the throne today. He hasn't changed, regardless of what you're going through and what your earthly eyes see. So hold on and keep the faith.
Jesus said in his own words in John 16, 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We're not promised an easy life, a perfect life as a Christian. It's not, that's not, that wasn't the promise. It was actually that we're going to have a lot of trials and sorrows and things to go through, but our peace is found in him and we can take heart because he has overcome the world. And as I just said, he will have the final say. So I hope that this perspective, this experience encourages you that you're not alone, but also that he's still on the throne of your life. And I just want to bless you real quick and pray for you before I go here. So Father, I just pray for the mom listening right now, God, that in this very moment, you would just wrap your arms around her, hug her, hold her close, Jesus. May she know that you are just with her. May she just sense your presence, Lord. May she, may she just sense your nearness, Father. Lord, I don't understand why. I don't know what she's going through, and I don't know why good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people and why we have to struggle and go through so much in life, Lord. I don't have all the answers, Lord, and we will never have all the answers. But Lord, I pray that at the end of the day, like we'll be okay with that. It's okay that we don't know it all, Lord, as long as we know you. Lord, may our eyes be fixed on you so that everything else in the world will just fall into place, God. Lord, give us your eyes to see, your ears to hear, your perspective for our situations, Lord. That you're not surprised about what we're going through. You're not overwhelmed. You're not fearful. You're there. You're there and you have the power and you're above it all and you're still on the throne no matter what, Lord. And I know that grief is a process and that we are going to go through hard times in this life. You, you say it yourself. But Lord, I just thank you that you are our father, Lord, and that you hold our hand close and just walk us through our emotions as we navigate those things. Lord, I pray that at the end of the day, as we go through the different process and the different emotions of grief, that we would always choose to submit it to you as we sit in our moment and know that it's okay to grieve. It's okay to go through it that we would ultimately rise up and just say, God, our hearts cry and where we stand and the end of the conversation is you give and you take away. I don't have all the answers, but blessed be your name, God. I trust you no matter what, Lord. I still hope, I still believe, and I still hold on to my faith, God. Lord, I thank you for the mom listening, Lord. I just declare that she is blessed. I pray that you would give her the courage to start speaking life over her situation, over her family, over her circumstances, over the impossible in her life, Lord. That your word says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted, Lord. That she would just hold on to that and be like, man, I'm, I'm going through it, but I am blessed. That would be her truth. That would be what she identifies with, Lord. And that any part of her that feels a loss or a loss, that you would just restore it in the name of Jesus, Lord. Come in and just restore her, rebuild her, renew her. And as she gives more of her heart to you and surrenders to you in all things, that you would just fill her up and that she would see you rightly. And that she would just know the joy of that surrender, the joy of knowing you, Lord. That in this life, there's just so much that just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, God but that what matters most would be top priority, would be first. And that she would pioneer the way for her family and her children to know you and to walk in your presence, to experience your love in new ways.
Father, I just bless the mom listening. I thank you for these words of encouragement today. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for who you are. And we just honor you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 